Hello, I am Joy Don Baker, Editor-in-Chief of the AORN Journal, and I want to explore a few highlights from the June 2017 issue. This issue features special coverage of the AORN Global Surgical Conference and Expo 2017 that was held in Boston in April. In addition, the June issue contains five feature articles and provides 5.1 CEs. In the article, Radioactive Seed Localization Program for Patients with Non-Palpable Breast Lesions, authors Ms. Judy Boros, Dr. Jennifer L. Finsel, and Dr. Matthew C. Wakefield address how research in diagnostic and treatment modalities has expanded to focus on improving the quality of life for patients with breast cancer who are living longer than expected. Providers can offer patients with non-palatable breast lesions new screening techniques and improved treatment options, including radioactive seed localization lumpectomy. The authors explore how this treatment offers patients the potential for decreased tumor re-excision for positive margins near the surgical site, a lower volume of excised breast tissue, decreased operative time, convenient surgical scheduling, and less pain. In the article, Accuracy of Children Perioperative Memories, authors Dr. Thomas Hackman, Ms. Rebecca A. Haworth, Drs. Paul Hong, Joanne Gillespie, and Jill Chorney explore how children's declarative memories of medical procedures influence their responses to subsequent events. The authors tested the memory of 34 anesthesia-naive 5- to 9-year-old children undergoing ambulatory surgery for accuracy of contextual details, pain, and fear two weeks postoperatively. Children had a mean contextual recall accuracy of 64.5%. 60.6% of the children remembered a prompt that was given one minute after receiving nitrous oxide. Children's memories of pain and fear were similar to their pain and fear on the day of surgery. Six of the 29 children, or 20.7%, exaggerated their memory of fear, and eight of the 22 children, or 36.4%, exaggerated their memory of pain. Although the authors reported a small proportion of the children had exaggerated memories, there was no evidence of consistent bias in their memory of fear or pain. In the article, Implementing Skin-to-Skin -skin Contact for Cesarean Birth, Dr. Margaret M. Boyd examines how early skin-to-skin -skin contact in the OR facilitates the development of mothering behaviors, breastfeeding success, and newborn adaptation to extra-uterine life. Her team conducted a quality improvement project to implement a standard of care for skin-to-skin -skin contact in the OR during and after cesarean birth. 37 of the 50 mother-infant dyads experienced skin-to-skin -skin contact in the OR or in the post-anesthesia care unit. 25 mothers and newborns who experienced skin-to-skin -skin contact did so on the OR bed. The median time newborns spent engaged in skin-to-skin -skin contact with their mothers was 42 minutes and 30 seconds. Developing and using a standard of care to implement this evidence-based practice facilitated acceptance of this intervention. In the article, Association Between Acute Pain and Hemodynamic Parameters in a Postoperative Surgical Intensive Care Unit, author Dr. Hossein Asghar Poor shares his findings from a prospective repeated measure study in the General Surgery Intensive Care Unit to investigate the association between acute postoperative pain, analgesic therapy, and hemodynamic 
parameters. The author measured pain intensity and hemodynamic parameters of 33 patients after they were transferred from the post-anesthesia care unit to the general surgery intensive care unit immediately before analgesic therapy and at 15, 30, and 45 minutes after analgesic therapy. Acute pain increased systolic, diastolic, and mean atrial blood pressure, as well as pulse rate and arterial oxygen saturation. 15 minutes after analgesic therapy, systolic blood pressure and pulse rate decreased, and diastolic and mean arterial blood pressure and oxygen saturation increased. 30 minutes after therapy, systolic and mean arterial blood pressure and pulse rate decreased, and diastolic blood pressure and oxygen saturation increased. 45 minutes after therapy, systolic and mean arterial blood pressure and pulse rate decreased, and diastolic blood pressure and oxygen saturation increased. In the article, Enhanced Timeout, an Improved Communication Process, author Dr. Patricia E. Nelson suggests an enhanced timeout is an improved communication process initiated to prevent surgical errors such as wrong site, wrong procedure, or wrong patient surgery from occurring. The enhanced timeout at her facility mandates participation from all members of the surgical team and requires designated members to respond to specified timeout elements on the surgical safety checklist. The enhanced timeout at her facility expands upon the safety measures from the World Health Organization's surgical safety checklist and ensures all personnel involved in the surgical intervention perform a final check of relevant information. Initiating the enhanced timeout at the facility was intended to improve communication and teamwork among surgical team members and provide a highly reliable safety process to prevent wrong site, wrong procedure, and wrong patient surgery. The perioperative briefing section in the June issue includes a lead feature on venous thromboembolism prophylaxis, a procedure at a glance on coronary artery bypass surgery, and an editorial on National Timeout Day. We hope you will enjoy the learning that comes from reading this month's articles in the AORN Journal. Please continue to share with us how you are translating research into your practice and contact us if you are interested in writing for the AORN Journal.